The following podcast contains opinions and viewpoints held by the podcasters that do not necessarily reflect the opinions or viewpoints of potential sponsors or third-party hosts. Any content provided by our podcasters or of their opinion are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Enjoy! How's everybody doing tonight? Welcome to this week's episode of the Three Episode Podcast. Uh, tonight we will be discussing booze. <laughs> uh, with us tonight, actually, I'm going to start in a reverse order than usual. I have three awesome special guests. Uh, my very good friend, Mr. Steve Mann, my buddy John crying down there, and I think probably that way is Tom, maybe? Yeah, I'm the first person to say hi. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be real funny when this comes out as the uh, the just the audio medium because it's just two bits of, of silence and then Tom. <laughs> I'm just going to... That's just gonna usually put... what it is anyway. I mean, it's fine. Uh, I'm just going to put in a, a hi. I'm <laughs> talking up for all three of us. Since, since he's already talking, as usual, we have uh, our good friends, Mr. Justin. Hello, everyone. Let's see if Steve is going to say something about Borderlands 3. <laughs> um, no, Borderlands 2. Okay. You're wrong. And then and then Ryan's oh, Hey, I, I don't drink. Can I just uh pull a John and kind of just play video games the whole time we're trying to do a podcast? I'm, I'm actually not playing video games when I'm on the laptop, bro. Okay. <laughs> no, but you can tell us some funny stories about when other people were drunk in the back of your girlfriend's mother's car, though. Oh no. no I won't do <laughs> uh, that good times. <laughs> right, Steve? I have not a clue. Uh <laughs> I have a shit for brains if you nope, don't, don't know. like this. <laughs> <laughs> so as we uh, hinted at, we're going to be talking about alcohol this week, uh, leading into our, our current trio. And uh, I've got a cocktail. What's everybody else got? Cocktail. Bill. Hey. <laughs> and there's Steve. <laughs> I thought Steve would have had something to drink. You don't have any beer or anything you in your fridge? If you give me a moment, I'll have another. <laughs> All right, perfect. Steve squared. I'm drinking gin, Steve. I'm drinking About? tequila, Steve. <laughs> this is going to be so confusing. Bonded bourbon. Ooh. Mr. John, what do you got over there? I'm drinking whiskey and a whole bunch of other shit. Just in one package. I'm proud of you. Nice. Very cool. So um, thank you for the introductions, John. Uh, you're you're going to be doing a lot of the uh, talking this episode because you have more experience in the alcohol game than any of us do. Um, but yeah, so this is starting off our food trio. Uh, our next two episodes, uh, we'll explain more at the end, but they're going to be kind of a special circumstance thing that we're trying out uh, for our live media you know, the YouTube likes and shit. Um, but this first episode, John has been wanting to talk about alcohol for a long time. So we figured we let him loose, take him off the uh, take him off the, the leash or whatever and let him talk about alcohol to his heart's content. So this is uh, all John's episode. So um, I've got a couple things I might interject with that I want to talk about, John, or, um, you know, some statistics or, or whatever else I... I feel like talking about, but most of the time, this is uh, this is all you, buddy. So where do you want to start? Uh, let's start with cocktails, I guess. Do you guys know what the oldest cocktail in the world is, according to Wikipedia? Is no, that according to Wikipedia? the old-fashioned? <laughs> well, Tom, you'd think so, but you'd be wrong. 
Then tell me or someone else do. do I was waiting for another guess as I. <laughs> I, I do not I'm have a guess, guess, John. I'm going to guess fermented whatever was in the bucket when we left it out when we went hunting. <laughs> Rum with beer. Ooh, I wish, but no. Uh, it's actually called a Sazerac of all things. That's not the Come on. A Listen, I I've, I looked into a couple of different sources. The collective agreed upon uh, cocktail that is the oldest, whether or not there's an actual recipe or not, has been the, the Sazerac, which is usually cognac, a little bit of uh, absinthe that you kind of just pour out right away, and uh, some bitters and a sugar cube. Well, do you know how the word cocktail is similar to the word barbecue? I don't. Okay, so barbecue, it is from the French beard to asshole, baby, barbecue. It was the like whole hog roast pretty much. And then cocktail basically was from the cock to the tail, pretty much the same way, hmm. like the exact same way. It's all French. Interesting. This is misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> nah, sounds pretty legit to me. Yeah, as a, as a chef, I, I kind of see the if, if it's named French, it normally is like the original because like French people named everything and everyone went, I guess we're going to go with the French people. It, so I was kind of joking around, but uh, coquetel was actually, I don't know the exact translation, which perhaps John Cryan, who is from Canada and speaks a little bit of French, might be able to speak to this. But like it does originally come from French etymology. I do know that. With cocktail. It is, but it's it's Cajun. the The term comes from uh, Louisiana, and I I can't understand those those people. <laughs> Ooh, you're throwing shade at Southern French people in America. I it, it's it's like two completely different languages. I'm just trying to start wars, so this is great. We're already starting this. Flame war. You, you know where I learned about the difference in Canada? The difference between people in Canada from South Park. That's where I learned. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to blame Canada? No, no, no. The episode where they try and go save Ike, so they have to go to Canada. They have to like save Christmas, and they have to save Ike because he was a. Uh, uh, Canada passed a law that any adopted parents can take their their children back, so they have to go save him. And they they find like the three different types of Canadians in like the different areas. Like one of them is mad because the the prime minister is going to outlaw sodomy. Like, I <laughs> hey, those were the newfies. Don't be dissing the newfies. Here's so and so. Here's so and so, and here's Steve the Dick. <laughs> yeah. So that that's where I learned about uh, Canadian differences from. Oh, good. Oh, uh, that 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 that's where our social studies have come to. Uh, our, our our nearest national neighbor is now resorted to South Park education. <laughs> I mean, I, I've learned more about Canada from South Park than I think I ever learned in school. So. <laughs> I, I like how you're describing resorted like it's a new trend instead of something that's been going on since like the late 90s pretty much for like <laughs> American kids like hey, it's I, been a long I, time I can, coming. I can, I can hope I have dignity still. You have dignity. You're Canadian. Like absolutely you do. <laughs> All right, John, you have other questions I derailed. I mean, I was going to see I, I, you go around the room as a little intro icebreaker. I'm going to skip Ryan because he doesn't drink at all. But what's everybody's go to uh, uh, deliciousness of, of spirit or wine or cocktail or beer? What's what's your go to? Steve, <laughs> Hello. you guys figure out which one's which. Well, I'd say <laughs> the backbone of my uh, to goes would be scotch of 
many sorts. However, um, there's another strong vein, which is rum, and that's currently what I'm drinking. Um, most forms, um, and it's, you know, very expressive. There's tons of different styles, um, and it's, it's what I'm interested in exploring right now. So I've been having a lot of fun with it for the last couple summers, and uh, it always brings you to a sunny place. So uh, drink some rum today. <laughs> Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I still maintain about two different types of rum in my house. And Kaylee just bought a bottle of white Bacardi. And she's like, I'm never going to use this. And I go, well, I'll make daiquiris. Like, we'll figure this out. We're not going to let this go to waste. Definitely not. John, since the other Steve disappeared, what's your go-to? Uh, whiskey of all kinds. Right now, using a high rye bourbon as the base of the cocktail, but we oscillate from rye, bourbon, scotch, Irish, whatever kind of whiskey is, you know, fitting into the day that day. How Anything far from you of range. Canadian whiskey? Which Canadian whiskey? There are some fantastic Canadian whiskeys out there. Probably a praline beet can whiskey, if we're being honest. <laughs> no, no, but I'd like to know uh, what some good ones are for real. <laughs> have you ever had, um, actually the CEO we have isn't bad at all, but have you ever had Lot 40? I've seen it, but I haven't tried it, no. To me, that is the quintessential Irish whiskey. It is a straight rye, but it's triple distilled, not double distilled. So you're losing some of the raw grain character, but it still keeps the spice. Okay. I, I just that. love how the different countries, like you can get a Scotch whiskey and an Irish whiskey with the same malt, the same smoke, the same everything bill, but because one of them decides to triple distill it and age it in sherry cast, and the other one decides to double distill it and age it in bourbon cast, they taste completely differently. Absolutely. Just, that, that's why I love whiskey. Tom, what you got for us? Uh, so my two favorite, that very almost sort of bacony, peaty, really kind of like unctuous, bacony deliciousness. And if you go into the really, really, really heavy, heavily peated ones, like you almost feel like you're biting into burnt rubber, rubber sometimes, which is like not for everyone, but I'm the weird like person who wants to eat a bowl full of spiders, but it's like <laughs> super smoky whiskey pretty much. Um, and the other one I would say is Mezcal is probably my other favorite spirit if we're talking about like any sort of category. It's, again, I do like that really smoky profile. Um, it's a super, like, it has a lot of different applications you can use for it. But also with Mezcal, what I love about it is that you can find a lot of Mezcal producers where like, you know, there's sort of like cooperatives or like, you know, sort of unionized efforts in Mexico for like producing Mezcal and like, you can buy something where, you know, like the people who are actually producing it are like getting paid properly to make it. So like, that's another thing. It's a weird thing for me that like I care about with when I buy a spirit and like there are certain brands that I really latch myself onto. Like Union Mezcal is a great one um, for that. Definitely. Um, sorry, I, I'm not trying to sell the same brands as the other. I used to work with Steve, John, and Tom uh, when I first moved up here to Massachusetts. So we all have a collective pool of, of kind of spirits that we can pull from and talk about. And it's like, 
you guys know I every every week I have something that I'm drinking. It's usually something from that old category or uh, uh, catalog that we had. So yeah, um, uh, I will say though, in terms of versatility, you can find nothing better than Dutch Craft vodka for making <laughs> infusions. No, I'm I'm not even joking around though. Like, no, I, it's it's funny it's, you say that because I hyped that vodka on this podcast quite a few times just to like talk about it and be like, it's so good. You guys gotta try it. Fuck Tito. Like I'm willing to say this on the air because I don't care anymore. <laughs> Fuck Tito's. Well. I wouldn't even necessarily say like fuck any other brand. I think it's just, it has such a smooth, clean, neutral taste that really, if you're trying to like, you know, infuse any sort of flavor, like you don't want to really use an expensive vodka, but you want to use a quality product. And I would say that like, instead of saying fuck it to another brand, it's just, it's such a good canvas to impart flavor upon that like, that for me is like the thing that works so well with Dutchcraft. You can really, add so much to it and like you barely know that you're drinking vodka even while you're drinking just straight dutch craft vodka but if you wanted to infuse flavor to it it's fucking great one of the actual best things that i got to sample um one of our co-workers i think was just right around the time that you left the company tom is uh adam brought in the uh the blueberry infused dutch craft that he made um, for a, for a, a specific um, taco joint here in Boston. And it like the blueberry came through. It had a, that nice little bite at the end of it, but it was like a nice, just smooth product all the way through. So it was a lot of fun to drink. So good stuff. Mm. J-Man, how about you, bud? What's your, uh, I know you're drinking gin tonight, but I also um, know that you're kind of on a diet of sorts. Well, yes and no. I mean, um, I used to be, I, I'm kind of a whiskey person when it comes to if I really want something to just like sip, like if I want something to sit there and, and like a hard alcohol to sip, I'll do whiskey. Uh, my preferred hard alcohol is gin just because I love mixing it with things. Um, but when it, when it comes to alcohol, I have to give it to beer for just the, the general overall like thing that I drink. Um, I love stouts, specifically oat stouts. Oat stouts are like my favorite thing to drink as far as beer is concerned. So. I don't know. I love uh, Guinness. Um, I'm trying to remember the, the oats out that I had um, the other day that was really good. Uh, but when it comes to beers, I love like darker beers. So, yeah. So, but when it hard alcohol, gin. I love gin. <laughs> if if you had asked me this question three years ago, I never would have said gin. But I, I think I'm in the same vein. Is I started drinking gin just on a on a whim one day. And it was like gin and tonic, give me that. Let me try it out. But you don't drink gin around me. Because I know how you are, Steve. Wow, you get very vulnerable. Yeah. Wishy-washy. But I, 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 at one point, just randomly at a, uh, not a movie theater, at a bowling alley, I was like, yeah, send me a gin and tonic. And it glows in the dark with the black lights and stuff that they have. So it kind of fits. It, it, It became like a drink that I kind of enjoyed more and more. And then I started, you know, practicing more cocktails as a bartender with gin and just kind of experimenting more and more with it. It became, you know, probably my, my number one whiskey being my number two. But Steve, before you, you disappeared, we were asking people what everybody's favorite go-to is. So what's yours? Uh, it used to be Grey Goose straight up. Other than that, um... Fancy bitch. He used to have like three bottles in his bedroom. 
Yes, I did. There's like three full bottles. I remember did there was you just a Christmas. wake up and pound them like a fucking hair of the dog? Sometimes. Good God, man. There was a Christmas I... that we chipped in, uh, like the, the three, like, because it was like a small group of us that went to sound school, and we chipped in uh, one of his birthdays and got him like that gigantic, like the biggest bottle of Grigusi you can Ooh. get. Like... It was gone within a week. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Bruh. I, Who I hurt enjoy. you. Um, yes, is the answer. Hey, oh. Steve, can you bring alcohol for the party? Not Grey Goose. Um, <laughs> and then in that case, I'll just grab a 30 rack of whatever beer. Oh, but Grey Goose was like my go-to. But if I feel fancy, I'll get myself like a Grateful Dead or something. So um, more or less. Actually, yeah. Steve, you might have been there too. When I came home about a year ago, it was November. Uh, I had actually brought a whole bunch of, of 50 mLs for people. So I gave you and, and your wife the two vodkas from Dutch Craft mm -hmm. and two of the apple cider whiskey that I think uh, you probably really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. So I always come bearing gifts. So if you're my friend, get ready for booze. Yeah. And <laughs> I have a baby. So you know where those are? In the freezer stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> mistake. What you got to do. What you gotta do, um, hold on, raise, I'm just, I'm so confused right now. Raise your hand if your name is Steve. So we have two of those. There's two Steve's raise your hand if your name is John. There's there's two of us. <laughs> raise your hand if you're someone else. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to clarify for a second. Yeah, this is kind of confusing. I didn't even notice that at first. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and John so, and I are both done without the age. Yeah, which is even better. But I mean, everybody calls me Riv, uh, so it's it's usually not that big of a deal for me anyway. Okay, I feel real bad and real rude right now. But your name is I'm in a bar. But what is your name? Oh, sorry, uh, Justin. Justin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, the, the normal host of this show. Come on. Okay. So Justin, the normal host of this show. Um, I have some great advice for that little bit of uh, alcohol freezing. This yep. is a classic Irish recipe. Once your baby is teething, just rub a teeny bit of that apple cider whiskey <laughs> on the kid's teeth to just kind of like dull the pain a little bit. At the end of the night, like it'll make you interrupt people on a podcast like 32 <laughs> years later. So, oh well, okay. So there's it's actually there's actually uh, Tom. There's a, there's a funny story. So um, my wife is part of all these parenting groups, right? And there's a person that put up a post in the parenting group, and they were like, "Oh, my son is teething. What do I do?" And people were like, "Oh, you know this and that and this and that." And someone put up like alcohol, and they like they like, you know, went off on them. Like, no, that's bad. That's bad. And then someone else turned around and in the answer said, I use a uh, vanilla extract and I don't know why that works, but it works. And someone else is like, cause it's fucking alcohol. You idiot. <laughs> why didn't you get the Stoli vanilla for me? You fucking mad parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't call child protective services on your ass now. <laughs> Hey, my grandmother did scotch and I turned out fine. Did you though? Did you? You're a perfectly nice dude, John, whatever. I'm not talking about Riv here, but like you, John, are like a perfectly nice, wonderful person. You turned out great. I recommend oh. that recipe. Whatever they did for you is great. Like, well, they took out part of his brain, so. I don't know, that, that might've been more Canada than the booze though. <laughs> 
Wait, we we have two Johns. So these actually like like this one means more. Thanks, John. And then John, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we all know which one is for me, guys. Oh yeah. But Justin, you said you had a couple of questions as well. Oh uh, well, I had I had some facts that I had looked up. Um, it, it wasn't so much like uh questions you guys know more about alcohol than i do like by I'm, all means i've never been us. well no i've never been a huge <laughs> drinking person um mo- most of these facts that i have are actually like more on the facts of alcohol like i don't know kind of depressing facts like <laughs> uh like the fact like how many americans um have the alcohol aud alcohol use disorder like that, like those kind of facts, like just depressing, depressing really, facts, really but. harsh in the vibe of the podcast tonight, Justin. Well, you know, it's it's just I looked up alcohol facts. And like the first three that came up were like the Alcohol Board of America, and like <laughs> so. right. So Justin, <laughs> I will say is the, the stats are skewed by people who work in selling alcohol. So really? why? Keep that in mind, it's not the average American. It's not the average. It's the people you're talking to, right? Oh, okay. Okay. That's, yeah. Well, those are the kind of facts that I had. Um, I was going to, there was a quiz that I saw that I didn't know if anybody wanted to take, but it was, are you done doing quizzes on the air? No, it was, it was, are you an alcoholic quiz? Oh, I mean, (laughs) I've actually been really good lately. So go on. (laughs) Uh, No, but I mean, there's uh, like the oldest beer made in America or made in the world. Anybody know that one? Brewed by monks in like <laughs> Belgium, I believe. Uh, is it Budweiser? No, it's not. No, Budweiser. Budweiser is piss washer. <laughs> Don't tell that to my father. He'll wait, kill wait, you. Talk, wait, hold on, hold on. Is it the oldest of all time or oldest continuously brewing to the state? The uh, oldest continuously brewing. They began brewing it in 1040. I Mine's oh, in 1040. That's like one of those like trap. Is it? Hold on, country of origin. Can we make this a spelling bee? Sure. Stefanik. Yes, it's Ger- German. So, so is that how you say it? It's, uh, John, is that is how it, you say is it? it? W-E-I-N-S-T-E-H-E-N-A-U. Are you talking about Barsteiner? Uh, W-E-I-H-E-N-S-T-P-H-A-N. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah, Van Stefan, or however you want to say it. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's the oldest beer. I don't know, John. They you're were supposed started, to be driving this. Started to uh, listen, raise you money said you had some crusades. questions, so I was letting Mom started brewing that beer and selling it to raise money moment. for the Crusades. <laughs> I just, I love the direction of this, where it's like we have some concerning facts for you to answer. What's <laughs> the oldest about brewery of all time? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's it's like the uh, like the one that I have up right here is from Healthline.com, and it's thirty facts about alcohol. But like I said, it's like it's like uh, alcohol is a depressant, and like I thought they were gonna be like fun facts, and they're not. It's just like a bunch of health facts that just make you sad to have a drink. So the facts make you want to drink. Well, I, okay, so there's a couple in here that are fun. Like uh, archaeologists have also found evidence suggesting that the workers who built the Great Pyramids of Giza were paid in beer. True, that's fun. Um, and then there's a not so fun one, like teens who start drinking before the age of 15 are more likely to develop alcohol dependence. Oh, that's not true. I turned out fine. Oh, <laughs> with that's the giant why you bottle gotta break. wait until you're sweet. <laughs> <laughs> the winter. Uh, alcohol puts you at more of a risk factor for g- dementia. See, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just right. I'm bringing the, the vibe down. That's I, I don't want to do well, that. No, Justin, here's here's what skews that though is that alcohol brings it down, but also cannabis 
prevents it from happening. So you just combine the two and then you're fine. My logic is flawless. <laughs> hey, I like it. That's fine. It, it's I'm totally on board with that. There's the other one too, where it's like every pack of cigarettes brings five minutes off your life, but every time you laugh, you add five minutes. So if you just smoke while laughing, you're at a net uh, a net neutral. Huh. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm still alive. <laughs> nice, Ryan. Good job, so Ryan. I'll let me bring you into this because you and I work together several times. What? Uh, what was your worst drunk person at a bar story? Um. Uh... One, I, several times I've had to be on the side of calling the cops. I mean, when you're when you're working, we had one guy physically threatening the bartender, like saying he's gonna go out to his car and get a gun and stuff like shit like that. And we were like, at one point, we were just like, "Dude, do it! Just go out to your car." And then we locked the doors and called the fucking police. Was was that when you and I worked together? Or was that at that, that location? In, that was in Sonia. <clears throat> I think you, I wasn't sure, you weren't working. I don't think I worked with you yet, but we, yeah. we did we did work at that location together. Is that the one I'm yeah. thinking of? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm, go us. Um, uh, I also, think the- Justin has, Justin, show that again. <laughs> So, folks, at, so folks at home, it's Twisted Steve, Tea Cooler. Steve and John, do you want to know? You want to guess how much this is worth? <laughs> um, I I know how much it's worth. What? Oh, you meant that Steve and that John? Yes. Not, not that's Steve and that John. See who's usually on the show. It's, oh. it's a cooler. Oh, I know what it is. I think that looks pretty sweet, but I bet it's not worth more than like a thirty pack of Twisted Teas. You, you'd be wrong. You'd be wrong, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Wait, are we talking, hold on. Are we talking about eBay price or are we talking about trying to get free swag at a bar price? It's eBay well, price. Yeah. eBay price. What it's listed for on eBay and what I currently, well, what I currently have a bid for it on eBay is um, a lot less than what some other people have it listed for on eBay, but but it's currently, like there's it. a couple listings for it on eBay that have it worth $180. And someone is willing to is currently has a bid on it for sixty bucks. So <laughs> a sucker is born every day. I'm proud. See, <laughs> see, especially since I stole, I got that from a rep that was selling that was selling twisted tea to the restaurant in which my my boss didn't want the twisted tea in the restaurant, but he was like, you know what, I'm not gonna take this with me here. You take this, <laughs> uh, and my boss was like, do you want this? I was like, sure, why not? And I have had it in my apartment for like three years or some shit like that. I've had it for longer. I think I've had that for like six years or seven years now. Yeah, so, we're, so we're moving him the other day and I take it and I'm like, do you mind if I, cause he was gonna throw it away. I was like, do you mind if I try and sell this? So I put it on Facebook Marketplace for 20 bucks and I looked it up on eBay and I immediately took it down from Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, people are willing to pay $180 for this? What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Uh, Ryan, I'm surprised you didn't say the more crazy story that we had. Which one? The one where the dude literally drove his car through the fucking wall. <laughs> oh, but that wasn't anything to do with out. That was, I wasn't working that night. We just came in the next morning to the uh, stock room. We come into the night, night, in the morning into the stock room. We look out and there's a fucking car all the way through the whole fucking window. <laughs> it made no sense because it was halfway down the, fuck, the fucking street. 
And yeah, the guy had plowed through the goddamn window and for like a week we had just cardboard up securing the fucking, the fucking stock room at the restaurant. Fun. I do miss that man. Yeah. Oh, he was a good boss to work for. He was too, but oh man. Chris was hilarious. Every time I see him, he tries to give me the fucking job, so. <laughs> Every time, I, I don't go down there very often anymore, but I'll like, I'll go see Mina to get a pizza and then he'll be there like, Johnny, you want to deliver a pie real quick? I'm like, no, nah, I got to go back to Boston, bye. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so. Just for old time's sake. Just, yeah, just, for pizza? Yeah. But I mean, he always offers it to me for free, so I'm never going to complain about going in there. I'm like, no, I'm going to pay for it. He's like, you don't have to. I'm like, I really, I really feel I should. Uh, <laughs> Tom, you used to be a bartender in like New York City. Oh, yeah. Wait, are you asking <laughs> about fun little bartending stories? Oh, absolutely. Because I'm sure you and I, uh, you and I have swapped several stories together. So we have swapped nothing but stories. You're very right about that. Um, I'm glad you could clarify that. <laughs> 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 but um yeah so i was uh working at a place that was a block away from the uh brooklyn detention center in new york which is basically like a holding cell for drunks and everyone insane but like no one from the brooklyn detention center was ever the craziest person usually because people would get out of jail and usually the first stop they would make was at the bar that i worked at but usually people getting out of jail just kind of wanted to have like one shot and get on with their fucking lives. That was usually the way that it worked. Um, what was much crazier was people who either worked there or were like sort of like in an ancillary position there or like had to get out of court. And there was one night where there was this guy where I knew at the exact wrong moment that I served the wrong dude alcohol. <laughs> so he came in and said very coherently the words, can I get a Budweiser? Of course, put it in front of him. And then the lady that he was with starts asking, what kind of whiskey do you got back there? And I'm like, oh, we have a bunch of different whiskeys. What kind of flavors? And she's like, can you put the bottles up to my nose so I can sniff them to see which <laughs> ones I want? And I'm like, I'm dealing with fucking crazy people right now, but this is going to be fine. I hope I walk out with all my organs tonight because <laughs> they had that vibe. Um... And then he walks into the bathroom while she rants at me that I don't want her to have a free whiskey flight. And then about 45 minutes pass while he's in the bathroom. And that's when you start to get concerned because it's a dive bar bathroom. So it's not like, oh, that he's taking a poop. That's about a 30 minute threshold if I'm being generous. Oh God. <laughs> the 45 minute mark is where you start to knock on a door a little bit, hear nothing. Now, I hate to bring up like body shape and everything, but it's important to the story for lifting him up somewhere. This is about a 350 pound man that I was talking to. God. Then falls face first out of the bathroom and face plants onto the floor of the bar. I have to pick him up and me and a couple other people drag him to a corner where he admits to us in 2016 that he had done some quaaludes. <laughs> A drug that was impossible to find in the 1980s. <laughs> so we had to manage that. And while he's dealing with that, the lady that he's with is now demanding that they have to leave and he's driving. 
Oh, God. in New York City, oh. there's the most <clears throat> functioning public transit system in fucking America. Is just like no, he's got to drive because I have to go back to Long Island now. Of course, if there's anywhere you need someone to drive you who's on Quaaludes, it would be to Long Island. I get that. But then I have to go back, and I realize I'm seeing the mood drop amongst all of you during this conversation. Not at all. I'm I'm ecstatic right now. <laughs> I've seen what Quaaludes can do to somebody thanks to a documentary. You're not old enough to see what Quaaludes can do to someone. <laughs> I But I saw the Leo DiCaprio documentary about the Wolf yeah, of Wall Street. Yeah, it was real Wolf of Wall Street. But luckily, some people that like knew what the situation was, and I started asking questions, and we all started pulling resources. Was their car was parked in a garage, and we slowly realized they ain't driving that car out of that garage. So we just gently kicked them out of the bar, <laughs> let them go haggle with a parking <clears throat> attendant about whether or not it was okay to drive the car. Jesus, I did not care to see if he fell on the street on the way there. Once you see one face plant, you've seen them all. Uh, I've seen some pretty interesting ones that outdo <laughs> others. Okay, let me rephrase that. Once you've seen <laughs> one Quaalude face plant, you've seen them all. <laughs> I, I don't know about that one, so you might be right. Um, so, New York City, baby. <laughs> New York, New York. Do, 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 do. So, Steve, do, do you remember the... Um, the uh, J and the uh, bar in his trunk story. You would, I was gonna say which one, but yes. So, so <laughs> w- when we were in high school, we had, um, well, I guess after high school, we had these parties at, at our friend Drew's house, and there was one time that I mean, it would be like usually spontaneous, like people would just start showing up, or sure. we would just invite people on the spot. So there was one. So the time best where- part, the best part about these parties were they were never planned. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> You learned five minutes beforehand, and you were there if you were there. Yeah, but because of that, Drew did not have any alcohol. So he invited one of our friends, Jay, and Jay got there, and we're like, oh, we're going to have to go out for alcohol. We don't have anything. And Jay said, I'll be right back. And he disappears, goes out to his trunk, comes back with two big paper bags of literally every, like whiskey, vodka, literally everything. He had an entire bar in his trunk. And he he supplied the entire party with alcohol. <laughs> That's a good friend right there. Yeah. yeah. And then later on, uh, he went missing and we couldn't find him. And it turns out he was passed out underneath the deck stairs. <laughs> so so I, I, on a similar vein, John, you used to work at a liquor store. Do you have any comical people coming in stories aside for the time that I came in to talk to you? Because that was a good time for everybody involved. Oh, yeah, when you cold called me, not realizing I was somebody else's store. Yeah, that was funny. Good times. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've got a few. I, I have to say, my favorite is nothing special. It's just the guy who walked in, asked for some nips of vodka, proceeded to crack them open and drink them in front of me, and then piss his pants. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Green, I mean, that's just, that, that, that's just a classic. <laughs> That's beautiful. No, I, I, I would say my favorite. Ugh. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it down to my favorite being the time that these two clearly under 18 year old kids came in. One of them had his dad clearly his dad's ID, 
<laughs> and the other one had clearly somebody else's who was Asian. He, he was he was white. Had somebody else who was Asian's ID. So you had John Smith with Ling Nao's. <laughs> it, it, it's just staring at these two kids trying to argue with me that I have to sell to them. Ah, oh, that was fantastic. That, that was fantastic. And it, it, it came down to an argument between, so you say you are John Nash, who looks like he's 50. <laughs> and you say you are Sam Cow, who is Asian. Yes, you're not Asian. Yes, I am. How dare you, you racist. <laughs> Good shit. Has do you have anyone heard about this trend that's happened during COVID where people wear masks and like the Zoomers are fucking geniuses and they're gonna take over the world where like they put on a bunch of prosthetic makeup around their masks to make them look like senior citizens to buy alcohol? Like Mm -hmm. have you heard about this? Yeah, yeah. there's actually there's a couple of videos that are on YouTube, I think, of people doing it. My uh, my favorite one is it's not anything special, but the guy put his credit card at his mouth, uh, and then he put the mask on, and he goes up and he's like, "Oh no, my wallet is gone!" And he like goes up and he's like, "God, please pay for this!" And he like kisses the card reader, and it goes approved. <laughs> so, but but Steve, to my knowledge, and I could be wrong, uh, you do not have any restaurant experience. You've just mostly been working on the road, like, uh, you know, with this company. So do you have any fun, interesting, you know, people who have come in or people who have tried to get free booze out of you stories? Me? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be man from now on. All right, man. Okay. Um, But yeah, tastings are ripe for uh, Riff Raff. I I almost thought about the time that I came and hung out with you uh, at one particular tasting in Back Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was well, those were fun for like, different reasons. Well, and this is why like, yo man, can I try more of that Chardonnay? And you're like, fuck it, I don't give a shit. Like, why not? Sure, here, try a little bit more. <laughs> All right, yeah, where can I find that? And he just walked out <laughs> without buying anything. <laughs> so. Some of the more the more wild ones. I'm gonna hold off on the wildest for a second, but uh, one of the stories before reminded me of I was I don't even think I was doing a tasting. I was just in the store, and I you know you see the regulars that are always there. And this guy's name can't remember his name, but it was like Chopper or something. It was like a like a biker name, and he always had like a leather do rag thing on and a Harley Davidson tank top, and and he like bought a bunch of nips and and he instead of buying them and leaving he walks back towards me and he's like you want to see something cool check this out <laughs> and like walks into the back room so i follow him and he opens all the nips he just bought it was like five nips and he goes over to the sink and throws the <clears throat> the tops into the sink and chugs all five at once throws them down and he's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that was definitely I, I can only assume that was somewhere down south of Boston, right? No, that was right in Somerville. Oh Jesus. Um and then uh probably one of my most memorable just because it was non-stop excitement was in my first year doing a tasting in Chelsea on Broadway 
And I know I was doing a, like a wine cooler that we had at the time and a, and a couple other things. And within 15 minutes of being there, these two girls walk in armfuls of puppies. <laughs> puppies, puppies for sale. Who wants puppies? We got puppies, puppies for sale. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, is this gonna be what tonight's all about? This is super exciting. That's so good. Um, and then, and they were they were probably pit bull puppies too, right? Because of Chelsea, of course, of course. Were you there with me? Um, no, but I, I mean that would make sense <laughs> to me. Yes. And then another person came in three times throughout the night, oppositioning me for. <laughs> Sorry, for, continue. Oh, I, I love that you're showing my reel from 2011 in a bodega. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for our audio media later i'm just showing a, a video of a drunk person trying to get more alcohol <laughs> and he's he's very far backwards like the fact that he's actually on two legs right now is quite amazing yeah. 2020 limbo champion though oh yeah <laughs> how low can you go in so many ways I, uh, I actually think you definitely that, got the multiplier on that one. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of the uh, the monkeys in Indonesia that make their own alcohol? No. no. There's, so there's monkeys in Indonesia that have been uh, documented taking fruit, smashing it open, leaving it at temples until it ferments, and then going back and drinking the fruit juice and getting drunk. That's Sounds cool. like the monkeys are getting religious. For <laughs> them a little bit. <laughs> There are uh, elephants that do that in Africa too, with the with the marula fruit. But I didn't know monkeys did that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, all right. Hang on. I gotta find this now. But um, there's a similar story that I just heard, where it's uh, I think it was Costco and Target are now, and I quote, no longer selling coconut water. Excuse me. Here we go. Target joins Costco in dropping coconut milk brand that over forced monkey labor allegations. Interesting. <laughs> this is not from the onion. So, <laughs> so, so I have a couple, uh, I actually found a page that has fun facts. I was going to say, are they actually fun facts, facts or are they fun yes. alcoholism facts? So, so it, well, they're fun facts about alcohol. Um, so I found, I'm trying to find the actual uh, winery for this first one, but I can't find which winery actually does it. But apparently there's a soil of one of the vineyards in France that's considered so precious that it's mandatory for any workers to scrape the soil off their shoes before they leave for the day. Seems legit. Yeah. I believe it. The French are insane. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from the Canadian. <laughs> They actually murder people who show up with the soil on their boots the next day. They actually, it's the only place in the world where bootlicker is a job instead of an offense. Because <laughs> someone has to lick the boot off the bottom, like to take care of the soil to make sure the terroir is proper. And that person's also the, the wine taster because they really want to taste that terroir on the bottom of the boot. Pretty much. Hey, so it's like, yeah, it's hey, actually the, what is the French word for boot liquor, John C? <laughs> well, if you want to go with a more colloquial term, it'd be, uh, let's see, Chozo Bezil, which would be more like boot kisser, but I'm not sure exactly what the French French term for licking is. Boot kisser, yes. mama, I love you, mama. 
Je suis désolé, je suis un peu tabernac. Parlez-vous français, Josvan? This says Leche Botes. Boot liquor? I don't know. I, I just threw it in Google Translate really quick. <laughs> um, so the the word um, the word toast, as in to toast something, uh, apparently How comes from ancient in, in French. Hey, wait, come here. Your boyfriend wants to say hi to you on the podcast live. Can we move past this to whatever toast is? <laughs> yeah. What what's toast? So so the word toast uh, comes from ancient Rome, and it's apparently uh, in order to wish good health. They used to take a piece of toasted bread and drop it into wine. So Why? I, I, I don't know. I'm reading the facts. So okay, I, here's I, the thing. From everything I understand about winemaking, Roman wine was shit. Like, <laughs> and so if you added bread to it, what the fuck are you doing other than improving it? Um, I just made this up, but did it sound convincing? So the, the historian in me wants to ed actually educate you, Tom, and I love the fact that I can do this. You are correct. Roman wine was shit. It was solely a vessel to actually drink water with. And, and actually up until I think the 1800s, you would actually mix water with alcohol to kill whatever bacteria well, was in it um to not get fucking like dysentery and like ebola and whatever the fuck is in water i don't remember the the actual thing well yeah that you was say a... that but the french started bottling wines in the 1400s and the I... greeks started separating specialty wines in i'm Amphora not disagreeing with you there was 3, years a hierarchy ago. of wine you would mix your shittiest wine with your water to for like everyday drinking but you would well, also bottle your nicest for like the governor is coming to say hello, a, a rich merchant who was going to give you a loan, like that kind of thing. I was kind of joking, but like, aren't there several Roman texts where like, it's like, no, please cut, the, with, cut this with water to make it like not taste awful. And like, there's a lot of texts throughout history where with wine where it's like, add this amount of water to make you not want to die while drinking. <laughs> it was pretty um, much like a big part of it. They're, the Romans in particular were just bad at making wine. <laughs> um, one of the stories from the Bible, and I, again, folks at home, I know it's me talking about religion. Um, but the story about right? there's a it's like a party going on of some sort and they've run out of wine. And that's like a big taboo in like the Old Testament, where if you run out of wine, it's like, oh, look at this poor motherfucker. This party has to end now. He's a piece of shit. And uh, it's the water to wine story. Uh, and it turns out it's like this super duper it fancy. It was a wedding. Wine. What's up? It was a wedding, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It wasn't just a party. It was a wedding. Um, basically, what it was is back in the day, you started with your nicest wine. And then you slowly progress people to the shit stuff because by that point, they don't care. They're just, they're drunk. They don't care. And there's a comment like, you, you give us the good wine at the very end. That's usually the opposite of where it should be. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was a thing way back in the ancient period. Um, did you say someone is in Missouri or did I hear it? Michigan? Um, did I hear that wrong? Tom, I think Minnesota, Wisconsin. Oh, Minnesota. oh yeah, I'm in Minnesota. Yeah. Well, apparently, oh, yeah there's, you know. apparently there's a law in Missouri uh, that if you're under 21 Wait, and you're Missouri? taking the garbage out and it contains a bottle of alcohol, you can be charged with illegal possession of alcohol. There's a reason why I live in Minnesota instead of Missouri. I never would want my kid to deal with that if I have one. Why would I have kids in this environment, though? I don't know. Because Tom is just going to take Canada for a stand-up routine at some point. Also, in Canada, like, at least in Ontario, you can get an OUI. With, in, in, 
in Canada, it's OUI, not DUI. Operating under the influence, not driving under the influence. Fancy fucks. But you can get an OUI if you are in a canoe with a beer. Or even if you are floating in a raft, if that raft is not anchored to the floor. Like anchored to the uh, to the bottom of the lake or the ocean. You can get an OUI. If you pass out on a raft, throw it out into the water. So, just, I imagine... You know, the laws might be a little bit more punitive in Canada, but like how more like regulated are they? Do they have like stadies on the like waterways of Canada checking in to make sure you're not in your raft drinking? Or is it more like it's weird that you got caught? Like, I'm curious about that. What is the Coast Guard called? Where where my family is, where my family is, we're about two hours, three hours north of Toronto. And in the summer, it's been, it's pretty populated. In the winter, I could go the whole like nine months and not see a single police officer. That sounds like heaven. <laughs> a little bit. It, I mean, yeah. in, the, in, in the summer, I'll see two, maybe three. In the uh, winter, fall, winter, spring. It's very it's nice. just the lake. Yeah, um, but then you got to deal with the cold, right? It's very cold. We don't get much snow. We don't get much snow there, but... It gets to like Fahrenheit, negative 12, negative 13 pretty regularly. Wow. So I'm going to open it up to to you three at this point. You know, you guys have had me as your sole expert, air quotes, on all things booze and, and liquor. But do you guys have any questions for these three that maybe I've never answered or you've never thought to ask me? Uh, and that's to Ryan, Justin, and Steve, and we'll see how well Tom, John, Steve, and myself, other Steve, aka Man, can answer as best we as best we can. Nice, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> Have you guys ever had true absinthe? Yep. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> true absinthe. What do you mean by that? Like just. Like it legit is. European, Steve, or do you? Yeah. To, oh God, I got. Yeah, okay. not, I actually. So I went to an absinthe bar in Belgium where they had like the specific like green fairy rating system for it. And my experience with it was that like, you know, all that really happened was, wow, I am substantially drunk. Neon lights look a little bit different than usual, but otherwise this is just being drunk. So it's uh, not that I scene from uh, Eurotrip? I had a different experience. <laughs> no, that, that's really all it was for me. I mean, it was just like, okay, I'm a little bit drunker than usual. It, there's like a mild trip going on right now. But like, ultimately, this is like nothing that wild and like made it back to the hostel is how I would describe. Maybe that's like because of like regulation in Belgium and I'd have to look that up afterwards. But like, that's what was going on there and i don't want to speak for like my college roommates experience because they're not here and i don't want to talk about their experience that makes sense protect the people who aren't here i just feel like every statue was waving at me or nodding at me (laughs) for the rest of the night and it was terrifying so so aside from your your favorite type of alcohol what's the best hands down alcohol you've ever had like maybe it's like a really expensive version of something or like what's what's the best alcohol you've ever had even just if it's just like right one so, what oh he's probably about to go get a bottle 
Of course he is. So, best hands down alcohol you've ever had. Ooh, ooh, oh man, oh man. I've been waiting to hype this for so long. Tom hates it, which is cool because he doesn't like sweet wines. This is the most delicious thing in the world. Um, okay. I love this. This is from America's, well, hang on. The largest wine on this side of the Mississippi. And it's it, it, oh, so tasty. It literally tastes like liquid apple pie. Um, at one point for one of the shows, I said I was drinking peach wine. That's their summer seasonal. They do like a blueberry Moscato, a cherry Moscato. And then their, their white, red, and uh, rosé taste like adult grape juice. Mwah! I'm a slut for sweet wine. Sound bite, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, and then they also make a mead, which is just primo. Um, when I am spoiling myself, 17-year Japanese whiskey. Interesting. Okay. Oh my God. This on the shelf is like $300 up here. I can only imagine what it is down down your way, if it's even there. And then there's also a 23-year whiskey that um, one of my, I should I say, restaurants uh, let me sample as well. And it was, oh, oh. <laughs> so good. Okay. I need to address something real quick because you said I hate that. <laughs> I've never found a better fucking wine for deglazing desserts and like sort of sweeter meats in my life. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> I will use that at a reasonable price to cook that shit into the best food ever. Fuck off, John. I um, won't talk about my favorite alcohol yet. I, I will say uh, my fraternity brother sent me a message. He goes, hey, man, remember that, that mead you gave me? And I said, weed or mead? Because I've never given you pot in my life. He goes, the mead. I go, okay, good. As long as we're on the same page. He goes, I made ginger chicken with it. And oh my God, it was so fucking good. So <laughs> it's real. Like it, It's like a $15 wine max. And it just, it works so well with everything. It makes really good pork chops too. Yeah, it do. Oh man. They also make a cider, which is also delicious, but that's beside the point. What I will say about Oliver apple cider wine, or the apple wine, the apple pie wine, if you are going through the, like, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, like, you cannot find a better cooking wine in your existence like that will kill everything that you would possibly consider otherwise. <laughs> and I don't mean that as like, oh, it's a cooking wine. No, you will have everyone drink the rest of that wine. It's just that what it will do to your desserts while you're serving everyone else the rest of it will prime them for that. It's it's such a good wine for that reason. Like, it's, it's elite. Like, it's god tier. I just nice. have to say it. Because you said that I hate it, so I just had to like... I, I, I know you don't like sweet wines. The thing is, I don't like them for my own palate, but like, holy so. shit, it works well for like so many applications. So I just, sorry, I had to like yell at you a bit, John, which like, <laughs> my favorite thing to do is yell at you. So like... Win-win. I've, I've, I've missed you yelling at me, Tom. I've also missed you sending me memes on every Friday morning when we were in the meetings. <laughs> I miss sending them to a lot of you. Uh, uh, what about everyone else? John gave us his. What's the best alcohol you've ever tasted? I, I don't have one for this. What was that, John? I think you would probably say Grey Goose then, Steve. Probably. <laughs> uh, not with all off of what you guys are talking about. No. 
have nothing like that. I actually, I'm gonna say like if Grey Goose, if Grey Goose is your truth, like say Grey Goose, it's cool. That's an awesome alcohol. Yeah, I mean, we're we're not judging you on this one. It's just more of a, you know, we we happen to have more diverse palettes just because of the industry we we e- e- either were or are in. That's also very true. Yeah, I'll go with Grey Goose. I'll, I'll stay true. Let me let me test this. You're not going to judge us, okay? Uh, I like Cafe Patron. <laughs> hey man, no, actually, Cafe Patron. No, seriously, like everyone's palate is different. If you like Cafe Patron, like I've had that, that's cool. Like I'm not judging that. Like that's yeah, a big. It's pretty. It's pretty unique for what it is on the market. It's it's good. When when I first met Man two years ago for our initial interview, which lasted 15 minutes and then another 75 on top of it, because just to bullshit, I told him flat out that I think tequila is disgusting. And now tonight, I'm drinking a Reposado margarita, which, you know, is an aged tequila with some some sweetness to it. So your palate changes over time. It happens. That's the best thing I can actually, you know, say is, you know, I think, Ryan, there was foods before you started cooking that you never touched. Oh, yeah. And now I think you eat some of those foods somewhat on the regular. I wouldn't say somewhat on the regular, but I I like them. I like a lot of foods that a lot of people won't eat, like will refuse to eat. I'll I'll eat some organ meats. I'll eat rabbit. I'll eat, uh, uh, I fucking love. Liver and onions. (laughs) Actually, yeah. Oh my God, it's so good. It, It depends on the liver, really. I mean, like cow liver to me is fucking trash because cow liver is just like, it's too... It's not, it doesn't have that good of a taste to it. It's got like really fucked up weird taste to it. You have to really process it to really make it taste good. But fucking duck liver is good. Uh, Foie gras is good. I was going to say, have you ever made foie gras? I've had, I've had duck frog foie gras and goose foie gras. Uh, I have tortured both a duck and a goose. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. A piece of shit. (laughs) <laughs> Give her fucking I mean, balls a tug. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of shit that I'll I'll eat nowadays that I would never eat before. I my only problem I've ever had with alcohol is I just I, I get drunk after like a shot, so <laughs> that's my problem with it. When was the last time you drank, right? Was it the red wine when when you went wine tasting with mom? No, no. no? I mean, I've had I've had a beer. Uh, I forgot. I mean, it you, was, it you was with Devin, so it was this, it was last year. You you've had beers in my presence, or like a cider in my presence, even yeah. though. Oh wait, no, it wasn't cider because you're like allergic to apples or some shit like that. No, well, I, I didn't love the cider. I don't know. I it's just I, I prefer if I am going to do a if I'm going to drink something, I'm going to drink something like a unique tea or something like that instead. I'd rather have a unique non-alcoholic drink than an alcoholic drink. Which, I'm sad that she's not here, but I think you would really enjoy Val's favorite cocktail. My drug of choice is nicotine, and I'm not apologizing for that shit, okay? (laughs) It's gonna kill me slower than alcohol kills anybody else, so fuck it. Listen, man, a dude literally drove his car off the Zakem Bridge in in Boston 
and then somehow landed below it on the on-ramp for the other uh, side of the Zakem Bridge. I don't know how he managed it, but he did that. <laughs> so, John, what about you? What's your what's your second go-to when it's not whiskey? <laughs> if I was going to pick an absolute, like, single favorite alcohol, it would be... A black coffee. You know, it's, probably, it's probably rose-tinted goggles, because there's this little brewery in Bracebridge, Ontario, that no longer makes my favorite beer that they made, which was a Canadian-style dark ale. And they don't make it anymore because there aren't enough people in that town in the winter to satisfy making a winter seasonal. (laughs) (laughs) It's cold. We gotta go south. How far south? Well, the border's two miles away. (laughs) Okay. Hey, fuck you. It's like 200. Um... (laughs) Uh, uh, that would be it or there's there was a scotch i had when i was in scotland and i went up um mount rennes and uh i went to the distillery ben rennes and they had a fantastic single malt that i haven't been able to find in the states either so it's one of the i I don't know if it's just rose tinted glasses for the things i can't get anymore but those two things were fantastic I mean, but honestly, I think that's I think that's alcohol for most people is your favorite drinks are the ones you had and you never get again. Justin, how about yourself? Um, let's I mean, let's let's assume for a moment you're not on a diet. You don't have any caloric issues to worry about. Blue moon. You <laughs> probably. He's you not can wrong. Anything <laughs> in the world. Um, like I said, I love stouts. I hated stouts. Well, I hated beer in high school. Um, beer is something that I came to love over time. Uh, and then stouts is something I came to love over town. But the first beer I ever had was Blue Moon. And she's been my love ever since. So um, <laughs> the <laughs> one of my uh, best drunk stories uh, and Steve can contest to this because, well, I'll, I'll tell you in a second why. Um, but I went to a wedding one time and there was an open bar. And one of the things that they had at this open bar was a blue moon tap. But it was a blue moon tap that was faced the other way. So you could just get blue moon as much as you want the entire night. Um, and they gave us these tall glasses that were probably about like, like that big, maybe almost... I would say like nine inches tall. I, I don't know. They were giant glasses. Um, I drank way, way, way I, too much of that. Like one of these? Yes. Yeah, actually, oh. yeah, exactly. It was one of those, oh, yes. Fun fact, I poured this 12-ounce can into this. Right. And it filled it all the way up. So it's only oh, okay. a 12-ounce It's only a 12 ounce glass. Well, I drank, a- I drank probably about 10 to 12 of those, John. Jesus. So, you know. Um, yeah, so I drank way too much. Um, I was very, very drunk. And apparently when we went back, which I don't remember any of this, but apparently when we went back to the hotel room um, and I was being drunk all over the place, uh, I told my wife, Amber, to call Steve because I couldn't manage it myself. Um, and she <laughs> called Steve and I had a whole conversation with Steve while I was drunk. I don't know why I wanted to call Steve, but 
It, it's it's happened Steve. more than once, though. It's definitely <laughs> happened more than once. You, you know why? It's because when I was, when we were at partying and I was drunk, it was always Steve that was the one that would take care of you. So I think my subconscious brain just turns around <laughs> and like, I'm drunk. I need Steve to not make me drunk anymore. <laughs> so. Those were the days where I drank just as much as everyone else, but everyone else was drunk. The worst thing I ever did while I was drunk was at one of Drew's parties, and I burned the back of my hand. Um, I was and I, so mad. Yeah, and uh, they had to wrap it in bandages, and I still have a scar from it. It was a nice burn on the back of my hand, so, yeah. I would say he learned his lesson, but no. he hasn't drank <laughs> since. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I haven't gotten drunk in a long time, but... Um, yeah, definitely not in the last year, but that has more to do with being a father than it has to do with anything else. So I think he's back. So Tom, I think you had a you had a comment about sake. Okay, so there are two. There are two that are true loves of mine. One of which you can kind of get, one of which I don't think really exists anymore the way that you would have. One would be uh the unfiltered Desai Jumai Daiginjo. Um, which is, I think you would see it often, I don't know where in anime videos, but you would often see it like that extremely green bottle with somewhat of a milky substance. That was always the sought after bottle. And that's like where Desai became very popular in America. There is one though, that at a time was the finest sake in the world that you cannot really find because I think it got sake is a lot like beer where once it becomes popular like a bigger brewery buys it out and then it just gets tainted by being mass produced exactly they, they mass yeah. produce the recipe and change the mash but bill yeah. between 2008 and 2015 I want to say the Masumi Nama Arabashiri was the best sake you could find in the whole world. It was this revelation that was really only introduced about three months out of the year, and people would like fucking flock to it if they knew it was available in America. Like any sushi bar, just to like have like raw pieces of fish with like the sake. And it is, it was like, when you got to try it, have like, I almost want to ask all of you, like, have you ever heard an album that where it like pours over your ears and you feel just like an immense warmth from he- hearing that album? Yeah, that's what the sake was to people like when they tried it, like that just immediate comfort that they just knew that there was something that was just going to exist with them for the rest of their lives. And that was the experience of drinking this particular sake, the Masumi, but it appeared like since like, and it's because of like certain realities in Japan, like there was a tsunami and the what happened with Fukushima like happened and it ultimately changed how you could produce sake in Japan. And now like you can't really get Masumi sake the way that you used to is how I understand it. But like that was like the truly great sake. And it sucks that it does not exist anymore. I sound like a drunk (laughs) ranting into the void. But that was truly the best shit 
when you, you were able to find it. You sound like an expert uh, just ranting into the void because I'm pretty sure anybody that that um, an alcoholic would not be talking about sake. <laughs> you, you would be surprised though, Justin. Is So one of the cool things that John, Tom, Steve, and I have in common is in our our, our portfolio, we actually had the oldest sake ever, um, or continuously uh, being brewed, which is oh, Kimbishi, yeah, which is really cool to think about. Like, I mean, Ryan mm-hmm. and I have been trying to do a tag team Shogun Total War campaign. Uh, it's awesome to think that the sake that you can get today was being drunk by samurai, you know, what is it like 500 and some odd years ago now, going on that. Mm-hmm. And it's super smooth. It's super tasty. You know, these are the things that people, you know, they always go and they pick up that one bottle. You know, they're never going to pick up a, a bottle of sake. They're going to pick up their bottle of Josh Cabernet or whatever, because it's the name brand that they know. Most people don't try anything new. And that's kind of the, the thing that I hope that when this episode airs, either the people who are listening to it now, thank you, by the way, uh, or the people who listen to it on Spotify, they they go out and they try something different. I know we haven't like hyped up any brands, but I didn't want to. I thought it'd be more fun to kind of just talk generically about things that we like in the hopes that maybe somebody else tries something new. Uh, which which, which sake really. did you say? Uh, Kenbishi Kuramatsu. Interesting. Okay. But, but it, and it comes in like funny sizes too. So it's like a tiny little like 100 like ML container, I think it is, all up to like a 720 or, or a 1.8 liter, I think it was. Steve, correct me no. if I'm wrong. That's right. So Kinbishi was one of the brands, like even before I started working in Abacus, I knew about that I was kind of excited about because it was one that like, if you worked a little bit in Japanese restaurants, you knew about it a bit. Um, because it is, and this is one of my favorite terms, is old man sake. And it really hits all the notes on old man sake. And once I had the opportunity to try it, because I didn't when I worked at one place, it kind of reminded me of a lot of Tokobetsu sakes, where it was like, oh yeah, there is a little bit of cedar aging in this and everything. That was cool. But, like, I mean, fuck, when... It's the oldest sake continuously existing in the world. Kind of sounds like Bon Stefano is the oldest beer that exists. <laughs> it sells based on that. So, so, so according to this, Kambishi is actually the third oldest continuously thank running. Thank you for poking holes in this. I no longer <laughs> <want>. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, according to this, the oldest sake that's uh, in continuous running production is Pseudo, Pseudo Honke. Uh, which was uh, the family started making it in 1141. The the difference though, Justin, is that might be, but good luck getting that in America. No, they started 1973 is when they started exporting it to America. Those bastards. So, here's here's the thing. Here's the fun with that claim. They might, they may have been the oldest to get into America, or the the oldest continuing to distribute in America. Because that's where the legalese gets in, and then if you get the nitty gritty of them claims, it gets real interesting. One of or, well, they they, they have branded. they have written <laughs> records going back to 1141, and then Kambishi was started in 1505. I mean, why are you trying to make Man and John C's jobs <laughs> hard? It's, they're just 
fucking trying to work through a no. fucking pandemic. <laughs> you're like, I will actually hear. I saw on the sheet of paper when you could have just been. I love, I love sake, so I wanted to look it up. So I, I forgot what you had said, which is why I asked the second time to clarify what you had said. So I just looked up oldest sake breweries and and, and Kimbishi is number three, I think. Yeah, it's number three. That's why I. That's why I asked which one you had said because. Do you think to the these list, motherfuckers are going to be paying their rent on number three? and 1945. Are we sure? <laughs> what? Are, are, are we sure the other ones didn't break between 1942 and 1945? I know a bunch did, and then didn't admit to it later, but. <laughs> I, I mean, this is, um, I don't know, th this is a a website that prides themselves. It's it's oldest.org. It prides itself on the facts of, like, the oldest things. Um, so I don't know if they would get those things wrong. The second oldest is Hirozumi. Pompo? It was founded in 1487. Hirozumi, I know. They're, they're a contender with with Kenbishi. I mean, you should check on Wikipedia. They're, they're always correct. <laughs> I don't maybe maybe this is wrong. I'm just saying is I didn't hear you correctly. Like I didn't I couldn't remember what you had said, so I was looking it up because I love sake and this website says that it's the third oldest. I, I am not saying that's true. I'm just I, it, it was just something I, I found. Any, any company with pseudo is the first word in its name. Eh. You know what <laughs> I would say to that? I would respond taste test the fucking Honjozos and see for your fucking self. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to badmouth anybody else's product. I ain't <laughs> I have never tried. Just Here's shoot me a text, I'll badmouth it for you. <laughs> Kambishi is the best Honjozo. Like, I work at a Japanese restaurant. We're like, yes, if we want to take on a sake portfolio, we would have been like, if the Honjozo was the driving force, but that wasn't so i don't know also i haven't worked there in like five years so whatever. <laughs> uh what else what else john or I, I mean i was gonna say just one more thing to that point was uh one of the more pleasant asian products i tasted was uh we had a a, a daiginjo it was just super smooth and and uh i had told uh tom recently i'm like yeah i uh it was just taking up space in my fridge, so I dumped it out. And he's like, you motherfucker, just send that shit to me next time. <laughs> One of the things I remember, I don't know how many all of you, you were in for this, when like, there was a sake, I wouldn't say rep, I would say like someone who was there to like, one of our suppliers. It was yo. Correct. But he also started to show off like, food? that was like to be sold in supermarkets. And then I realized like people were saying, cut his presentation off. And I was like, no, please let him continue feeding us dumplings and all the oh, shit. Oh, oh, it was the yeah. Lucky Cup guy. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, everyone shut up. I'm hungry. Please <laughs> let him continue he, feeding he us. He brought us edamame and shumei. Yeah, and I'm like, and then it got cut off, and I'm like, no, I want to know more about his frozen food. We're not going to be <laughs> selling it, but, like, I will sell more the more I hear about him talking about this. Um, So, does anybody want to guess? I, I I still have these these facts up. I only did, like, two of them, but does anybody want to guess what the longest permanent bar is and where, where it is? It's in Boston. 
No, it is not. Is it Black Horse and Newport? Nope. No. Is um, it the Brazen Head in Dublin? No. Uh, it's actually it's in America. Is this in the United States? Yes, it's in the United okay. States. Uh, is it the Bell in Hand? No. Uh, it is. It <laughs> is, is it the Cock and Balls? It is in Ohio. In, in um, no. It's in it's in Ohio. It's at the uh, Beer Barrel Saloon. It is four hundred and feet, uh, four hundred five feet long, which I don't know. That's too long, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you know that the, the how first, is the oldest bar in America? Not oldest, you know, not oldest, longest, longest. Is it the oh. old Grail Tavern? <laughs> not oldest, longest. Sorry, longest bar. Four hundred five feet long. Well. Yeah, uh, sorry, I, I may have said all this. That might have been a, that might have been a slip up on my part. Wait, I may have, I you may said the world's oldest, but you meant like length of a bar. Yes. So yeah, sorry, the world's longest, longest permanent bar is in Ohio. What bar are you sitting in that has barrels to eat in? Uh, this is hey, Blue Moon's headquarters, Southridge, Massachusetts. Steve. Oh, fun. What is the world's longest continuing podcast? Uh, it's not this one. I can tell you not that. We've been only going for like two and a half years. Yeah. This ain't no Chapo Trap House. <laughs> What's the average lifespan of a podcast? Uh, I mean, that all depends. The podcast is a relatively new, new. Oh, we don't have accurate data on it then. No, yeah, no. probably not. Most podcasts die within their first six to eight, uh, six months to a year. Uh, the ones that actually like last uh, kind of skew the data for everybody. So you have to, yeah. <laughs> you have to get rid of the outliers. Understood. Uh, the longest running podcast is called the Radio Open Source. I, I would say where can people find this, but I don't want people to leave this podcast to go find no. that one. No, and Wait, it, it's not even really a question for the rest of you. What is the average age of a whiskey? That I don't know. Really? Five years? Who said... <laughs> Five I years. said, I said forty-five. Eight no, years. Well, the average age oh, is six. Maybe five years. No, six, six years. All of those older whiskeys don't even match up with the number of three and four-year whiskeys that are out there. So it averages up to six years. Huh. I will say, one of the most fun things, and again, I learned this from day one meeting with uh, Mr. Mann. You know, I said I'm a whiskey guy. He goes, I've got something cool for you, and I said. All right, do tell. He goes, you know what Pappy is? And I went, yeah, everybody knows what the fuck Pappy is. He goes, we've got a whiskey that beat it. And I went, tell me more, Papa Bear, tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough, I tried it. It's an awesome 12-year bourbon. Most whiskeys, anything like that, don't get that age statement. So it was a lot of fun to, you know, have cool things like that in the wheelhouse to, like, talk about. So, cool. Okay, quit simping. I just want to make sure Steve likes me when I need a reference. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Not not for nothing. I have Kevin as my reference right now. <laughs> I see how it is. I see how it is. It, it was more of those, like, I figured I could, I was on his good side, but I left. <laughs> no, I I would, I would, I could be a reference for you if we needed, John. Oh, love you. That's why I love you. Um, do you have any crazy stories from sell, selling alcohol, John? I mean, I could tell you the, uh, just like Steve, you know, I was doing a tasting in South Boston one night. I tasted a guy on uh, the Dutch craft vodka that we talked about earlier. He goes, cool. Where can I find that? I'm like, and I handed him a bottle. He goes, cool. Deuces. And he just walks out of the store. 
Good times. That's wonderful. Oh. Wait, are you talking about tasting alcohol to people? Oh, God. <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. It could be, uh, yeah. So No, no. What store was that, John? Oh, that was uh, a little place in South Boston that Adam now handles. We're not oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Free publicity until they pay me for the pleasure. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you're talking about. I will I will say that you know, because there <laughs> nope, happens to be another story. I, there's no doubt that I understand who this is. Yeah. On, uh, on P Street? Maybe. Yeah. Near have you ever had someone steal your sample bottle while you were pouring? No, 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 no. It wasn't the sample bottle. I, I had the, 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 I had a stack of Dutch craft right next to me. And he's like, I had a customer take a, a sample bottle I was presenting to him and put it up to his lips and drank it. Oh, oh God. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> uh, so I was pouring, I was pouring Harcourt for a customer in Fall River. <laughs> Oh jeez! And was this also having to be like a just walks by, grabs the bottle that I'm pouring, and runs out the door? <laughs> no, like what do you do in that situation? That's just a theft. There's or, not much you can do. Yeah, like crazy shit happens, yo. <laughs> yeah, that's not worth running after. Yeah. <laughs> See, I haven't worked in retail in a long time, so. I, I don't know any about uh, in IT. You don't get that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> well, I guess you get people stealing equipment, but I haven't dealt with that in a long time either. So, what else uh, you got, John? This this is supposed to be your episode. It, you know what? I I think we had a lot of fun. I as as you say, and I quote, we've talked for quite a while. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and play that sound bite that we love so much? And while you do that, I'm gonna do my usual whiskey dance. So that my buddy John can join me for a shot this week. Okay. Uh, so, what time is it, everyone? Ladies and gentlemen, it is recommendation time. So, uh, for you guys who don't know, what we do at the end of each episode of the podcast, we go around and we we recommend something that we've you know talked about in the past maybe we we are enjoying that week um and it's just anything off the cusp it doesn't have to be anything spectacular uh it could be just a movie you watched recently or 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 anything at all so i'm gonna have ryan start (laughs) get us going we'll have have steve go after that talked a little (laughs) uh well i got this fun thing uh on the internet uh recently because I thought it would be fun to have for my uh, my fridge. It is a blank meme generator <laughs> for the fridge. It's a whiteboard. It's kind of cool. Cost me like 10 bucks, I think, on the internet. Uh, and it's a fun thing. You could write whiteboard your own memes on your, on your fridge. They have a lot of different templates. Kind of cool thing. There's like three or four different companies, so I'm not going to say a company name that make them. But, yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool thing. That's what I've been playing with. Very cool. Good? Short. Yeah. Unlike normal, mine was short this week. <laughs> uh, mine's mine's going to be kind of short, too. Um, uh, the new season of BattleBots is currently going on. I don't know if we've recommended BattleBots uh, recently, but um, we watch it every Sunday. 
and uh, it's it's pretty good this season. Um, you know, with the COVID bubble and everything, they had to change a couple things, but it's still good old BattleBots, and it's it's a good watch. So go watch some BattleBots. Um, it's really fun. And yeah, that's, that's thanks, Steve. Steve, you want to recommend uh, something? I mean, I guess it's not, it's not the Borderlands movie with Kevin Hart. It's gonna be terrible, guys. <laughs> Borderlands three. It's a Borderlands movie. They're 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 making one. Yeah, Kevin Hart signed yeah. on as Roland. Cool. What? And uh, Kate. How is he gonna? Uh, I, I don't want to. I'm done. <laughs> Wait, but real quick, like Borderlands I, three was such a big disappointment. Yes, it was. I understand this. Oh, uh, Steve, what you don't know is that this Steve right below me. Uh, is the biggest simp for the Borderlands series that I've ever met. Right? He is. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, since last night you told me a name that I was not allowed to say today. You can actually, say if you have a recommend, a movie recommendation, he won't be that mad. He's He will be mad, but not that mad. Well, because you told me not to say it, I appreciate that makes me want to say it. Well, don't. I, I want to just because that's who I am, but I won't. Um, I'm because... sorry. <laughs> Jeff's kiss. I love you. I love you, Justin. Okay, who wants to go next? <laughs> the best part is he doesn't know. He doesn't know he's muted. It's so good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, oh, primo. Uh, John, you want to go? And then uh, I mean, I'm going to recommend the Princess of Shinovia because they have had zero COVID cases this year. Good work, Anne Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't allowed to say it, but you could. I, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> What's your actual recommendation, Steve? Well, I was actually looking through her movies, as I was trying to say. <laughs> purposely? You're such a dick. Yeah, purposely. And there was a movie... Oh my god, what the fuck is it called now? Hot second, hot second, hot second. What the fuck was that movie too. called? No. Like, I actually started doing research. Um, Colossal. Right. I want to see this movie. I, I understand it's probably going to be a horrible movie, but Colossal is, uh, it's a comedy fantasy made in, oh God, you freaking did it again, didn't you, you motherfuckers? No, I didn't. Oh, you're, you're not muted uh, this time. No, you're not muted, Steve. But, um, uh, but yeah, Tom, it was made in 2016. And I want to watch it. Side story for you. Uh, last year at the, uh, the company Christmas party, uh, <clears throat> Derek goes, my, uh, my girlfriend, asked me to pick a good movie to watch and I decided I was going to watch The Devil Wears Prada. I don't know how to tell Tom that. And I said, what's what's to worry about? <laughs> good shit. I have so many choices on Netflix and Amazon to choose from. And if you don't have a friend who knows how to torrent, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> I just grabbed. Uh, I actually just grabbed uh, season uh, episode one of season two of Snowpiercer, um, in illegal means, because I I don't want to pay for TNT. And we we did talk about Snowpiercer. So for you guys, wait, it's a TV know, show now. Yeah, they made. Yes. They're on their second season, Steve. Yeah, 
It's an amazing. What TV a bizarre show. thing! Yeah, great show. Yeah. Um, we we just came off talking about the apocalypse lash trio, uh, and Snowpiercer was like a familiar theme for us, so it was kind of fun to uh, to be able to to watch that. So, uh, Mr. Man, what uh what is your recommendation for this week? Man, if this is my 15 minutes of fame here, I'm going to do a few things that are all within arm's reach. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> We're going to do one some, of them Spiritus. Some flash recommendations here. We're going to start off with <laughs> what I called on a conversation with a friend earlier, one of my um, food favorites of 2020 is Prima Taste Singapore Curry Ramen. Um, quite a fine selection Uh, you know it's great on its own you can customize it and make it your own and just really enjoy everything about it all the time the next thing I'm gonna recommend is well if you're if you're making some rum cocktails something fun that I, I don't think like everyone's like thinking about but to sweeten up your cocktails and add a little island flair. <laughs> Try some Falernum. You know, it doesn't have to be this one particularly, but this is just like rum with a bunch of spices and limes infused. It's delicious. Um, and like, if you're gonna try something new, it's not expensive. It's it's under $20. You're, you're gonna have this bottle for like the rest of your life. And uh, <laughs> it's great. Um, and and the last thing <laughs> for folks that are still working and taking their lunch to work, Bumblebee makes these great flavored tuna packets. There's a little spoon in the top thing. <laughs> Bring some crackers or some toast with you, and you've got yourself Gross. a quick, easy Gross. meal. You, you don't have to cook it or anything. It's it's awesome. They're like a buck twenty-five or something at a job lot. I don't know what to say. End of recommendations from this guy here. You are the one salesman I know who could sell the Queen of England a fucking ketchup popsicle. I don't think she'd let me in close enough to talk her to her to sell her anything, but. <laughs> just uh, according to a story on the internet, just invite her to your wedding and she'll show up. She will. She loves cake. <laughs> oh, I make a mean cake. <laughs> You know that story was apparently proven false, right, John? I don't care. I do not care. She probably loves cake. I will invite her to my wedding. Okay. John Cryan, what would you like to recommend this week? Well, first and foremost, above all, I would like to recommend inviting the Queen of England to your wedding. (laughs) What? (laughs) Is that a thing? Hey. I'm Canadian. B. I'm Scottish. C. I'm Irish. There's no way she's coming, right? <laughs> well, there's a photo on the internet of a bride that's shaking hands with the queen, and the story behind it is apparently she invited the queen as a joke, and the queen showed up. But according to people, she it didn't actually happen. The queen was just attending something in the same building and walked past her, and then the the photo was captured. But it's it's a whole thing. If you look up queen now, invited now, now to I wedding, to you'll probably that. find the picture. Now I have to do that. Whenever I get married, I have to invite the queen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's on my money. I, I got it. <laughs> um, 
If I had to recommend one thing, what was that? Isn't that the only way that English English people get married? You have to have the queen come and uh... <laughs> prima nocta. <laughs> or you or you just you just show a video of her going, yes. Look at all these former colonies of mine. If I had to pick one one thing from this week to recommend, um, I'd recommend homebrewing. Honestly, I've had more fun in the last couple weeks homebrewing than I have with many other activities, especially since COVID. You know, just just watching watching a beer bubble up and foment and ferment and all that. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah, I, I would just recommend trying to trying to make some liquor for yourself. Thank you, Justin. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> that leaves us with the man of the hour, Mr. Tom Hathaway. He's nice. <laughs> he is what nice. question are you asking? What would you like to recommend? This are week? you paying attention? <laughs> no, I am. No, I am. I thought about this for a bit. Why would you listen to me? Is mostly the response I would have. I've been asked for the past two hours. Are you shitting me that you would listen to me? Absolutely. You want to know why? Because people love assholes. <laughs> Assholes finish first, according to, t- to Tucker, whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Tucker God? Yeah, I'm not that guy, though. I don't care. Don't listen to me. Fucking figure shit out for yourself. I don't know. And that's the worst and best advice I could give to anyone. And you know what? Watch more, like, Grace and Frankie. Like, do that. I don't know. Because Lily Tomlin will give you better advice in that show than I could ever fucking give you. Fucking listen to Lily Tomlin. That's all I have to say. Good night. <laughs> Tell your parents I love them. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay, I think that's also, everyone. Would you like to do the outro for the show? Uh, yeah, since I'm, I, since I have it in front of me, yeah. Let's, Wait, let's, I have let's a go. question. One last sure. one. Who is this for? Anybody. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Can you, can you send it to your sister to, like, give us a review on iTunes? <laughs> I like that that's the last words you said to me. It it won't be, though. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I'm a DM you right after this, Mark. <laughs> that sounds kinky, just by the way. <laughs> <laughs> We're all each other's dungeon masters. Not, not no, it was, it was... We're when- coming up on two years since my mother's death, which was the greatest Friday morning meeting we ever had where we got Conjor, Uzkebak, <laughs> all the fucking wine, like all the good stuff. I feel as good right now as I did that meeting. <laughs> well, well, I I, uh, I laughed earlier because you you misspoke at one point when you were telling a story, John. You turned around and you said that you were you were trying alcohol off of someone or something like that. Like you, you misspoke. <laughs> 
I was like, okay, John, whatever you say. Whatever, John, you're drunk. Go home. <laughs> I am home. <laughs> whatever, John, your ceiling is not Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Nice water spot, John. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, well, you know, on that, we're going to end this. Um, thank you for listening or watching us. If you want to listen to us again or catch up on any of our episodes, you can find us on Spotify, and iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, and a handful of other podcast, podcast platforms. You can't find us on your favorite podcast platform. Please let us know so I can work on getting us there. Our tag you can use to find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and more is 3EP Podcast. That's 3 Episode Podcast. Our website is 3EPPodcast.com. Uh, we live stream our episodes almost every Tuesday around 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, so follow us here. Uh, please give us a like and most definitely comment so we know what you think about what we were doing and let us know if you have any questions or suggestions. If they're listening to us on SoundCloud or YouTube or any of our other podcast platforms, what do they do, Steve? Like, comment, subscribe, hit that bell notification. Tell us what you think. If you like Anne Hathaway or not, let us know. <laughs> I had to. I hate you. I had to. I, hate you. I had to. Please also remember to check out our network at Give Us a Shot Dead Network, where you can find our sister podcast as well as our t-shirts and other merchandise. Everyone say good night, please. <laughs> good night. Good night. Hey, Kaylee, come say hello to your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs>